Hey, this is Thomas, and you're listening to the Tassim Podcast, where I just talk to people that I either know, find very interesting, or have a message that I want to help share. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. Yeah, I mean, I figured there was a lot of stuff that we could have very easily talked about. And to be fair, like, I picked you up at like one twenty-five, and it's already 4 o'clock, and we've talked Dang about it. a lot. Dang it. But there's like... I'm thinking church, man. Yeah. <laughs> there's like one thing I specifically said, don't talk to me about, because I knew we could talk about it, and that was Skyrim. Oh, yeah. But... Yeah. <laughs> totally shut me down at the restaurant. I'm just like, you're like, you're like my... You're like my I've been having some experiences in Skyrim. It's like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> well, I mean, because let's be honest, some stuff we we is, we can't record that and put that out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. At like least 70%. <laughs> not only would we get canceled, but then we'd just be like exposing everybody. And it's, uh, yeah. No, yeah, we can't do that. Yeah, it would only be a matter of time before they found out who we are, Yeah, where we live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plus, like, 90% of the people are family, so it's just like, we live with you. <laughs> yeah. I love this this guy on TikTok that I watch his lives all the time. His name is, uh, my name is Cho. Mm-hmm. He's basically a sushi chef, mm-hmm. and um, he always records his preparation when he cuts up, like, cucumbers for cucumber rolls and that kind of thing. And anytime anybody in the chat asks, um, where are you from or where do you work, he's like, down the street. <laughs> he listens to that every time <laughs> without fail. He's like, down the street. And it's like, if you really wanted to find out, you could, you know, like, look at his background and be like, okay, this looks like this. Maybe the restaurant's called this. <laughs> That's a nice phone case. Oh, yeah. I got, I got this for <laughs> Christmas. I didn't realize I was holding that up yeah. like that, but, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's his, that's his response every time. He's like, I worked down the street. Didn't you hear me the first time? <laughs> there was, I don't remember who it was, and I, I would love for somebody to find this, but there was, on Monday Night Football, they introduce the players and they have them say their names and where they went to college. And sometimes players don't say where they went to college. They just say where they're from or they say some <laughs> other nonsense. Yes. And I don't remember who it was, but some player, he said his name. Like, I'll just give him just the, the basic John Smith name. And he's like, John Smith, your mama's house. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's like, that's perfect. <laughs> Like they they had the Browns were on there a couple of weeks ago for a Monday night game and Miles Garrett was on there and he was like I'm Miles Garrett Texas A and M it's like don't sit here and act like that's a question you know where you're from like you just woke up at the hospital or something and the doctor's like do you know who you are where are you from yeah you got hit really hard I mean, I would believe it if it was Mason Rudolph because he took the helmet and just whacked him right in the top of the head with it. Yeah. I got a concussion? <laughs> Man, they got, I know you don't really care about sports, but they got a new rule, new rules in the NFL right now that are so, players are so upset with them because they're causing worse injuries. So, like, they have the targeting one, like, don't hit people in the head and, they're like, it's because it causes concussions. And now they're talking about how that's causing players to hit low, which is causing people to, you know, tear their ACLs and other things, which are career-ending injuries. Yeah. So it's like, what would you rather have? And concussion that, you know, there's a protocol 
it could cause you issues later on in life, but you can still play the game. Yeah. Or would you rather your career just end right here and now? Yeah, and that's rough. Yeah. There's money um, out the door. Oh yeah, these these guys are getting played paid. I said played, but they're they're getting played <laughs> and they're getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Yeah, so obviously I didn't have you say anything about Skyrim because I knew we could literally just talk about that forever. But I have enjoyed this playthrough of Skyrim possibly more than any other time I've played in the last 10 years because I thought for sure I would just try to go back to Stealth Archer, you know. Mm-hmm. It, I always find myself going there. I just can't escape it. I just love one-shotting stuff. And I told you a couple weeks ago that I felt like flame arrows in particular were just imbalanced. Yeah. And I've used them from time to time, but I've actually find myself saving before I ever enter a skill point. And I went full rogue for like three or four levels. And then I found myself reloading a save to go back because I didn't want to play that way. Like, I thought I did, and I kept trying to play that way, but then I was like, this is boring. There's so much more out there. So now I've essentially been playing, like, a light armor, one-handed thief that's not really a thief. I'm just, like, playing the game, and I'm playing on, like, a medium difficulty. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, there's, like... There's like Novice, and then there's like a few levels until you get to Legendary, and I'm playing at like the medium level. And um, I'm finding that stuff is actually hard when you're not just trying to be a stealth archer one-shotting everything. (laughs) Yeah, so... But I'm also... I'm doing this thing where I'm not following like the main quest line or anything. I'm literally seeking out quests that I've never done before and never even knew about. Like, I've seen them in videos, but like I just... Two days ago, I went to Markarth, and then I did the quest line to get the Mace of Molag Bal, which is like mm. still considered like the best mace in the game. But I didn't really feel accomplished when I got it because it was like, okay, I've already got this like twenty times. Yeah, I didn't even know that existed until I saw you do it the first yeah. time. Yeah, and, and I, I didn't like, know it either. This? It was like crazy. Like it's just hidden gem in the basement of an abandoned house. And then you <laughs> told me, you showed me how to get Chillrend by doing like the little backdoorsy climb up the yeah. thing like you're not supposed to and get up yeah. there. It's like if you don't want to be in the Thieves Guild, you don't have to. <laughs> just get Yeah, the so then I'm walking around with that and the Blade of Woe because yeah. first thing I ever, I didn't complete the main story until probably like two or three years ago. Oh, yeah. And now I've done it a couple times, but I always went straight to the, you know, Brotherhood. Yeah. Dark Brotherhood or to the Thieves Guild or to something else. I mean, the main storyline is kind of depressing because it's like the Parthenax dilemma. It's like, <laughs> do yeah. you kill it or do you not kill it? And when you first, you know, play the game, it's like, yeah, Stormcloaks are the best. I'm going to kill the Legion. But then when you realize, oh, wait, um, the Stormcloaks are actually racist and horrible people. Yeah. Even when you go to Windhelm and talk to, you know, the Jarl and everything, you find out as soon as you oh, walk frick. through the... Stormcloak? Yeah, as soon as you walk through the front gates of the city, it's like two people pointing out one of the Dark Elves and be like, go back to the Grey Quarter where you belong. Yeah. And you don't think about that when you no. first play the game because it's like... But then when you actually dig into the to the lore and the books and the notes that are around, and it's just like, oh, no. I will kill Ulfric till the end of time. 
Yeah. But right now I'm like, I don't care about the Stormcloaks, but I specifically did Stormcloak quests so that I could get the Stormcloak mm-hmm. officer's uniform because I love that bear. I love that bear outfit with the, yeah. the bear head headpiece. Um, so that's like my main set of armor, but it's also like I'm making decisions that I wouldn't normally make and actually going out of my way to like make sure that my armor is upgraded. So I'm actually like using the grindstone to up my weapons and I'm using the workbench to increase my, my basic armor stat. Mm-hmm. But I'm also, I haven't put any skills into like heavy armor or light armor. I'm like most of the skills that I'm doing is just ridiculous to me. Like for the first time ever, I put like 10 points into the enchanting tree so that I could make my own sword. And I never even knew that when you enchant a sword, you can change the name of that sword. Yeah, I, I just I learned that, that three that, days yeah. ago. And I made my first, like, I was doing the main quest line up to the point where, you know, spoilers, um, Delphine. Um, she, game's, been, game's been out for 10 years. Yeah, yeah, if you don't know what's going on now, like, who, what are you doing with your life? The but, only people who still play it are the ones who played it when it first yeah. came out. <laughs> Nobody else cares. But I, it's like, I'm to the point in the storyline where I <laughs> I got the third part of Fusro Da, the, the main shout, because I realized in any of my other playthroughs, I never really used my shouts ever. But it's so fun. Yeah, I used like the I recorded a it. clip when I first went to High Hrothgar. I didn't even bother with the frost troll. I stole a horse and and flew past him so that I could just do the quest. Soon as I got the third part of Fusro Da after completing the quest up to that point, I went to the frost troll and I specifically brought him to the edge of the mountain and I shouted him off the mountain. I'd never done that before. In Ten you, years. You're talking about the troll when you go to the throat of the yeah. world. Yeah. Like the strongest I, troll in the dude, game, I remember, it seems like. I remember when we were first playing the game. Or I, you were playing and we were watching, and we couldn't get past it. Like yeah, we, we, we kept dying. Not, <laughs> eventually, we had to like sneak around. Yeah, it's oh like... Oh my gosh. They think Alduin is the is the final boss of the it's game. It's that no. freaking frost troll, man. It's that frost troll by High Hrothgar. It's just, that's his camp. That's his domain. <laughs> he is... I mean, that's got to be like... You know how all the games have like... Um, like lists of the mob that kills the players the most, mm-hmm. and for like World of Warcraft, for instance, it's Murlocs by I far. I hate those things so um, much because they they hunt in packs. You know they're they're like always together. But for Skyrim, it's got to be specifically the Frost Troll on High Hrothgar. <laughs> That's got to be. <laughs> it's just got to be. Um, I would like to look at those the other stats. the other Frost Trolls don't even make the top five, but he's there all by himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just, and that's like your first jump scare in the game too. It's like. You know, when you first when you first do the walkthrough, it's like, oh, spiders come down from the ceiling. Big whoop. Oh, there's a cave bear. Oh, there's um, a couple wolves that just appear out of nowhere. Yeah. And like literally right before you get to Riverwood, and then as soon as you leave on the other side, there's another yeah. pack that just... Yeah, they're just waiting for you. But you, you, you hear them howl. And every time I hear it now, I'm just like... I literally roll my eyes mm-hmm. and just like, I'm not dealing with this. Yeah. And I just ride past it. It's like, I don't care. But then for, the, for that one troll, it's just like... You don't even see him most of the time. Of course, you can see him now, yeah. you know, that we're seasoned years into this thing. But it's like the original walkthrough you do is like he's on top of the cliff and then he comes down. So you just hear the battle music and then it's like, oh, what's what's going on? Looking around left or right. And then he just smashes you like harder than a giant. It's insane. But, um, yeah, I've just been really enjoying playing the Anniversary Edition because I... Most of the quests that I've accomplished, uh, I've never done before. Mm-hmm. And I've also been going out of my way to 
explore points on the map before I ever have quests for them. And I've actually found that some of the points have been reset because I cleared I cleared them out before I was supposed to. So <laughs> I had to go back and the mobs reset so that I could do quests in those areas. <laughs> but it's just um well, yeah, like, it's a lot of fun. Well, I, I know you you know me. I I'm a huge creation guy. Like any game that lets you create anything, like have full customization of your character, the world around you, whatever. So when they introduced mods to Fallout 4, I lost my mind and then they did that with Skyrim 2. And I already had mods on Skyrim on PC, but I never really had a PC that could run them well. And a lot of them transferred over to Xbox, so I was super happy about that. Yeah. But, like, now it's completely changed how I look at the game of Skyrim. Like, I forget the main story exists most of the time because one of the mods that I have is, it's called, like, Fresh Start or something like that. And... It starts you off, you're in a prison, and you have to go to a statue of Mara that's there, and you pick your start. And it's, well, or, or it's, like, says. it's like New Life or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you literally pick like, and so I'll, you know, you can pick. You're a member of the Dark Brotherhood and just go straight to that quest. Mm -hmm. um, same with the companions. The um, You can't do it with the blades because it's part of the main story, so you just got to do that. Um, Thieves Guild, you can go right to it. Um, I don't think you can do it with the Nightingales. I know that's further in the Thieves Guild, but I'm pretty sure you can just go straight to Nightingales. Um, I think it literally just lets you access the armor and the place you go to, but it kind of screws up the whole story, so it's a little yeah. buggy. That's why I don't think it's there anymore. Um, but it just, you know, some of them are you were left for dead or you own property in one of the towns. And so mm -hmm. when you go there, you already own the house in that town, they give you some, you know, finer clothes so you look wealthy and you just start from there. The most recent one I did with the update was I was um, robbed and left for dead. And they put me all the way, I can't think of the island, but the island where the Dragonborn DLC is. Uh, Soulstein? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it, it put me literally in the middle of nowhere on there. And I had no gold, very base clothes, didn't even, didn't even have a weapon. That's tough because those mobs are like a set level at the start. Oh so. yeah, and then like the the um the mob the mob the mod that I use um if I'm going to, you know, just use god mode and I'm playing for narrative sake so I don't really actually care about the action and mm -hmm. stuff like that is all the way at those first 3 um statues that you see before you get to Riverwood. The the thief, the mage and the um the knight or Warrior. Warrior. It's right there. So I got no money, <laughs> no weapons, basically have to get a boat, pay a dude to take me to Windhelm, mm -hmm. and then figure out how I'm getting from Windhelm all the way to Riverwood with no money. And the carriages have been updated. So it's like 50 gold to go, or 100 gold to go straight to wherever you want to go, and then 75 gold to go to any of the little spots in between. Which I think is super nice because then that means I don't have to go to a main city and then leave from there to go all the way to Riverwood. Yeah. Which was such a big headache. <laughs> but getting gold is super hard to do. Like I'm in Windhelm, like breaking into people's houses, like <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking for gold, trying to pickpocket random people. Like, and I only found like 25 gold. And eventually I was like, screw this. And I stole a horse and I had to just ride it all the way to Whiterun. Yeah. And finally, I got to write White Run, 
Still didn't have any gold. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess I'm walking here. So then I had to literally walk the whole way because I couldn't make gold to get all the way over there. And, I mean, a lot of the reason that I, I play Skyrim now is for the role-playing play, aspect of it. So yeah. I, part of me is annoyed that this is happening, but the other part of me is like, this is just exactly what my character would have to do in this situation. I is like try to find a way. I deleted all mods because I realized there's so many achievements that I don't have. Yeah. So I disabled everything on my mod library. And when I got the anniversary edition, I deleted every other character and save because I was like, those were fun, but I need to start fresh. And I've stuck to one character. Like I said, sometimes I reloaded saves because I was like, I don't want to become a thief stealth archer. <laughs> so I'm like really playing outside of my comfort zone. And um, oh, I was really nasty to the guy crazy. in the Thieves Guild when I went to rift him <laughs> with this character. He's just like, he's like, you look like you've never made an honest dollar in your life. And I was just like, cool. And then just ended the conversation. He's just like, <laughs> it's like, well, if you want to make some real money, come back and talk. And he's like, I don't want to. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to deal with you or any of your nonsense. Be gone. And Be gone, thought. I literally just ignored him. And he did not take it well. Like, he, apparently he's got some fancy dialogue where he's just upset about it. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, okay, you're not going to acknowledge me? It's like, cool. Same with the dude when you first walk in. It's like, what's your business in Riften? And you just keep walking. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm talking to you. It's like, I don't care. They've added so much to the game. Even playing the base game, I feel like it's modded because yeah. there's so much more interaction. And the world seems more full. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't take 10 steps down a road anymore without seeing like a prisoner being taken back and forth or seeing a noble riding a horse and it was such a fun discovery because I had totally forgotten for years that you could actually meet Cicero and do a side quest for him on the side of the road by Whiterun before you ever do the Dark Brotherhood quest line. Yeah. So I was just discovering stuff going around to the farms like gathering vegetables to make some soup which I've taken up cooking in Skyrim now because <laughs> there's there's a lot of good benefits for soup if you're just playing regularly. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and then I just randomly run across him and he's got the night mother in the back of a carriage and the wheels broke off and he's like, you know, like as soon as I saw him, I got so like jittery and excited. I was like, yeah. what? Because <laughs> I forgot it, it was possible to see him. And he gave me a hefty amount of gold to do a side quest where all I did was walk up the hill and talk to a farmer to convince him to help Cicero repair the carriage. He gave me 750 gold. You know, I found a mod that changed him to a girl and it made me uncomfortable. <laughs> because the voice acting in it was not that great. I was just about it was, to say, it was the, the voice same, stay the same? It was the same exact... It was basically the equivalent of, like, if you take everything the Joker's ever done and then you place Harley Quinn in there. Oh, but. Wow. But also, Harley Quinn has, like, no social skills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no, nope, I'm not comfortable with this. <laughs> We're switching back. I got a little pissed off, too, because um, you've probably seen they added all those new homes to the game. Mm-hmm. And there's one outside of Whiterun called the Tundra Homestead. Mm-hmm. But it costs 7,500 gold to attain... You can buy it right away without doing any main quest or anything, but it's 7,500 gold. Like, even if you go out of your way to try to make gold, that still takes you several hours to oh, kind yeah. of accumulate that. And so I got that. And you that. can just get a free house in Whiterun if you just marry the random lady in the market. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. 
I mean, you can also um, get Uthgird's house if you, you know, take her on as a follower mm-hmm. and you can use her house. But, but I was like, okay, the Tundra Homestead looks pretty cool. It's got a room below for storing armor and weapons and all that stuff. But then I think it was as soon as I hit level 10, the courier runs up to me and it gives me a random letter. And it's called like the Warrior's Challenge. Mm-hmm. And I have to go meet this person who is like far southwest of Whiterun. I unintentionally ran into that person. And yeah. 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 I it's just exactly like a random big Norse. Like I, I got the letter, but I never thought about it again. And then yeah. I was making my way towards uh, Markarth and I was trying to cut. Yeah. Through something, and I ended up going up a hill, and then this person's like, you've accepted my challenge, let's do it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what was going on. I just read the letter, yeah. it gave me the quest, I walk over there, and she goes to get her armor, and then starts attacking me, so of course I gotta kill her, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, sister had it coming. Yeah. So <laughs> You don't just attack random strangers <laughs> in the wilds of Skyrim. And yeah, so I kill her, and then it's like, I think the name of the place is Hendraheim. Mm-hmm. And you basically just inherit it by yeah. killing her and then getting the key. Mm-hmm. And I was like, literally, I was a few saves ahead of when I had already purchased the Tundra Homestead, but I didn't save. So it was essentially, I couldn't go back and get my money back and then just go and get this free giant home on top mm-hmm. of the mountain. I, I literally, when I killed her, I had maybe 200 gold left after purchasing Tundra Homestead. And I worked so hard to have a house that I could store armor at because I had so much loot at that point just from doing the random, you know, going around white run and finding the little groves and the bandit camps and getting all the gold. Of course they all have iron armor and crap. So it's like I've accumulated like a thousand weight and I'm trying to store it somewhere because Lydia can only carry my burden so much. You know what I mean? So it was like, I was so frustrated. I I literally had the same issue because when I, found that place by accident, I was heading back to my house at Markarth. I bought the house at Markarth and expanded it too. Yeah. So I spent a lot of money on that and expanded the house. And then I just inherit this place. Yeah. That's already like way cooler on the inside. And I'm like, well, crap. Because I had, also... I had all this cool armor and stuff. Cause I don't mm-hmm. know why, but Markarth's just my, you know, it's a cool forsworn city. aside. It's my favorite city. Yeah. Because <laughs> those people are just jerks. Yeah. For real. Like that old man, I I accidentally played the whole quest because I was just like, I'll just do a little bit of this. And I actually broke the game because it came to the part where they were going to arrest me and take me to the jail and I was going to meet the dude who was behind all of it. And I refused. And <laughs> like killed all the guards that were there. Yeah. And escaped. And when I came back, they never tried to arrest me again. So then I had to like break into the jail to kill this guy <laughs> so I could move on with the quest. Yeah. And when you meet that old guy in his house and he's telling you all the stuff and you're like, why are you telling me all this? And he's like, oh, you think you're going to leave here alive? I just did that quest I yesterday. Like, I was just like, yes, I yeah. do think I'm going to leave here alive. Like, <laughs> you think I'm just going to quit this game? Like, I have a thing called respawn. You don't. Yeah. Like, unless I want you to. <laughs> like, I don't know why when I NPCs and games that, you know, you're going to have to fight. Talk all this smack because it's like, I'm going to kill you eventually. <laughs> like you may kill me 20 times, but I can restart this. Once you're dead, I'm moving on. Yeah. You're not coming back. 
until I got to deal with you with a new character, and then I'm going to kill you again. <laughs> that is so good. There was I also one. didn't realize um, like how hard it is to make money when you're when you're trying to make it mm-hmm. in the game. Because it's like you do certain tasks early on, and it's like, oh, I don't care about gold right now. Yeah. You know, because it's like I'm just going to make my equipment. I can mine my own ore to make my, my iron armor and all that stuff. But it's like trying to make that money for the house was like the hardest set of circumstances yeah. ever. Because it's like I could buy Bree's home inside of Whiterun for 5000 or I could just get another two fifty or, or 2500 and buy the Tundra homestead. Mm. So I could have bought Bree's home, but it's the basic house in the city, and it doesn't have any armor racks or anything. So I was like, yes. But now, after already going through that and then getting Hendraheim, I'm looking at my gold now, and it's like, when did I rebuild this gold stack? I don't remember, because it's like once you hit a certain level, you get more and more gold from quests. But then when you go back and... Um, I'm realizing doing like the simplicity of like giving the false note from um, it was supposed to be from Sven and Riverwood and you're like lying and saying that Sven wrote it to Camilla Um, and then you go back to the archer guy. I think can't think of his name right now, Um, but he you can get him as a follower. But then he's like, "Um, like thanks for helping me out. Um, here's some gold I made at the mill and it's only like 20 gold (laughs) and it's like the most pathetic amount of gold ever but it's like your first side quest in the game that you can do yeah so it's like going from that to now I think I just hit level 12 and it's just like a regular turn in quest will give me like 750 to a thousand gold now which is like just crazy because I feel like I didn't earn it but it's also like before that's gonna bother me. I, have to I was always that guy's name. <laughs> yeah, I just can't think of it right now. Um, but I always like did the 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 kind of the. It's not really a cheat. It's just like kind of using the game to your advantage and getting a bunch of levels. You know, I would always like get my sneak to a hundred by, um, you know going with the Imperial instead of going with the Stormcloaks at the start after you escaped Helgen. I don't I don't know how to pronounce this, but it's it's F A E N D A L. It's down it's down there towards the bottom of it. Fandel, maybe yeah, Fandel. Fandel. I, that's what I think it is, Fandel. Yeah. Fandel. That's his name. It's medieval, so it's probably fancy. It's probably yeah. Fandel. Instead of so, dog, but it's but also like I like him. He's one of my favorite followers. He is a great follower too. Just because I, I, as literally as an individual, I think he's a cool dude. Yeah, but <clears throat> Sven's a jerk. <laughs> he is. I'll never side with him on the, their quests. That it's like it doesn't yeah. matter my playthrough. I just hate that NPC so much. Yeah, that I don't want to do that. And I think Sven is just like a cocky douchebag. Yeah, you really don't get anything out of Sven either. But then Vandal is like, I'll follow you if you need my help. You know, yeah, I'll give and, you and, the money if, from the mill, and, and if, I'll follow you. And if you're being a sneaky archer, he can train you. Yes, so yes, it's perfect. Exploits. That's the word yeah. I was looking for. I usually do exploits in Skyrim, or at mm. least I did to get my sneak up really high. You yeah. know, to get your stealth up really high. And like your archery and that kind of thing. Yeah, hitting the But it's like, yes, exactly. There's so many ways to do it now. Um, But I find myself not doing that. Mm -hmm. 
and it's so cool to have such genuine level ups because you feel like you actually accomplished getting them. Um, and like I said, like the other day, it's the first time I've ever put points into the enchanting tree because I really wanted to put a flame enchant on my first blade sword that I got from the main quest. And I named it Flameheart, of course. So, um, but I was like, I really want more damage than five damage of flame on this sword. So I yeah. leveled up my enchanting and I took some time and put money into it. And I was like buying some enchanting potions. And finally I got it up to like 18 fire damage a hit. And I felt so accomplished, even though I was only level 10 at the time. It was just like, that was genuine. Like, this is my sword. I like, I've never just gone out of my way and done that. And I just feel like, it's really fulfilling in the game because I'm not just trying to get like a hundred sneak and just, you know, run around and nobody can ever detect me. It's like, I genuinely have to think about how I want to accomplish this quest. Um, and I, I can't remember what the quest was, but I did a quest where I went into a Dwarven ruin, um, uh, yesterday morning actually. And, Like, just facing Falmer is so hard at that level because they're so strong. Yeah. And, like, even though I didn't have, like, a lot of points in Archer or anything, even sneak attacks with the bow was only taking a third of their health. <laughs> so it was, like, Man. it was so tough. My last three playthroughs, I never even dealt with the Falmer, and I almost forgot they existed. But every time I think of the story of them, it, it angers me so much. <laughs> like, like, we're talking about, you know, the the Stormcloaks being like racist towards the Dark Elves, but it's like when you look at the story of the Snow Elves and how they became the Falmer, like it would be very hard for me if I was a Snow Elf to not side with the Stormcloaks a little mm -hmm. bit on that. Because I'm not going to, I'm not going to bore everybody with the, actually, like, you know what I am? I am going to bore people with the story of it. So do it. The, um, the long story short is that the Dark Elves are dark and have their red eyes because they were cursed not holding up their end of the bargain with the snow elves who were the original people who lived in Skyrim and basically betrayed them, causing them to become the Falmer, which are literally snow elves who were the original people who lived in Skyrim and basically betrayed them, causing them to become the Falmer, which are literally like the, the best equivalent I can think of is imagine Smeeg. If he was blind, he couldn't say anything and he was insane. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Like a bunch, and to, to be fair though, the snow elves used to be like seven foot tall behemoths with like, you know, skin as white as snow. That's why they're called that with like bright white hair mm -hmm. and, you know, elves. And they, and now they're just these little hunched back looking smeek look little things that just <laughs> scare the crap out of you every time you go into a Dwemer. Yeah. They literally dwarven. sniff around. But, That's so creepy. Yeah. That's why the Dwemer are now all dark-skinned and red-eyed. Because their crazy. ancestors were jerks. Yeah. I just wish stores were in Skyrim. I really wish there was. <laughs> yeah. And all the dwarven stuff went to dwarves. Yeah. Instead yeah. of to another elf race. <laughs> <laughs> they just... That, that what they were called. They were yeah. dwarven people. You know, you had the dwarves, the... the well, the Dwarven, the Dwemer. Um, I don't remember what they call the Wood Elves. I don't remember what their technical name is. But. Um, 
Bosmer, I believe, is the yeah. technical term. Bosmer and um, High Elves. I can't think of what the High Elves are. Um, Falmore, I think, I th- are they? I know that the... Well, yes. I, I know that's the name of the um, the organization. I don't know if yeah. that's the name of the people. I know that's the name of the organization that they're with because that's the whole thing that Stormcloaks don't like is mm-hmm. the Falmore and the Empire yeah. um, have kind of come together and you know stop talus worship or talos i love the look of the elven armor stuff but um i usually play a nord i don't know why i just think that for my style they just look the best um but i if i do play any other race alt yeah yeah that's right that's right um but i feel like whatever race i play i try to be um, true to like the heritage mm-hmm. of them. So like if I'm a Nord, I'm usually wearing more Nordic themed. Yeah. Kind of that Norse style stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like even like um, wearing the um, Stormcloak officer stuff, it's like it is Nord armor. That's mm-hmm. what it was made for. Um, but then if I, I've played like Wood Elves and stuff and I usually tend to wear more like rugged or like really the pristine Elven armor because I feel mm-hmm. like it, it just goes with them. Like, I've tried to wear elven armor over the years on a Nord, but it just looks terrible. Let's just be honest. It was no, not weird. made for them. No, I, that was the first thing that I made because I loved it. And then I made the ebony armor, which I think goes on yeah. anyone because it covers their face. So you can yeah. just literally be whoever. <laughs> but Which, can we just talk a minute for how pissed off that everyone is? I believe I speak for the entire community of, of Skyrim and Elder Scrolls lovers when I say it is ridiculous that the male dark brotherhood helmet does not get a mask but the females do yeah that is absolutely yes. absurd in every way it that is not made fair. me it made me so angry because the other thing that i hated too is that it was so tight on the dude's head yes so it's like if the idea is that you're supposed to be like the secret assassin who could kill anyone yeah. because you're one of the best like assassins in the world. That's yeah. why you're part of the Dark Brotherhood. When you, when you walk your in. Your face is just wide open for everyone to see because yeah. your hood doesn't even go past your face. And it looks like, for, for the for the male counterpart of the mask, it looks like that you just pulled your hoodie strings too tight. That's exactly <laughs> what I was about to say. You look like a small child that just pulled your hoodie strings down on your face. But then, like any female character, you could make the most hideous female character ever imagined and doesn't if you matter. put that Dark Brotherhood yeah, mask on doesn't them, matter. they look so cool. Yeah, it just so does, cool. not, does not matter because, you know, a mask does a lot of things. And it's like, I don't have a problem playing a female character, you know, but I don't want to specifically play a female character just so that one helmet looks great. Yeah. But then, as long as we're on the subject of female character armor helmets, the iron helmet, like the uh, yeah, it, pristine Literally the pinnacle of Skyrim armor that was on the cover for every original box yeah. was the iron helmet with mm-hmm. the horns on yep. the male guy saying Fusro Da. But then if you make a female character and you put the iron helmet on, you have like deer antlers on the sides of your helmets. Yep. Like especially it's crazy. And they're like, well, on the Plus, main iron helmet, it's more like ram's horns. You know what I yeah. mean? But then when you put on the the Nordic style helmet, mm-hmm. you get like this awesome deer antlers that are coming up the side, and it's like, 
why isn't there a male version of that too? Well, and and plus, when you actually look at the armor that the main guy is wearing, and like all the advertisements and the cutscenes mm-hmm. and stuff for it, it looks stupid in game. It really does. It does. Like, and plus, I'm pretty sure that guy's dead. And the reason I say that <laughs> is because when you leave Riverwood, at least now, and you're going by, you'll see a random horse named Peanut Butter, and next to it is a dead guy wearing that exact armor. <laughs> I have not seen Yeah, that. it's right there. It's just that there's a you dead guy. You me there's a horse named Peanut Butter? In it's a free horse that you can take, and his name is Peanut Butter, and he's the color of at? Peanut Butter. It's, it's when you cross the bridge, leaving Riverwood, what? heading towards Whiterun. It's right there, and there's a I dead never guy. take that way. There's a dead guy see. who's laying right there with the entire the armor that the dude's wearing in the ads and everything, the whole you know <laughs> armor set, and just laying there dead. <laughs> Are you sure like that's you not a mod? I'm uh, yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure yes. I'm going home as soon as we're done with this, and I have to see it because none of the mods there. that I still have have anything to do with that whatsoever. Yeah. Like not even a little bit. Like most of them are like fix little bugs here or there. Yeah. Or um, I don't have any armor sets left. I got rid of that, so I have all you know vanilla armor yeah. sets. Um. Which is crazy because I always have the Black Mage one because that's what's got the really cool mask. Yeah. And if you want to be a Dark Brotherhood member I and a man a, and have a mask, yeah, then that's the only way you can do it. <laughs> exactly, is by mods. That's um, but no achievements for you. That's another thing is I haven't even begun to discover even probably a fourth of the new stuff that they added, even the armor sets. Like I can't wait till I finally get like one of the Spell Knight armor sets. Those look so cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, they are. And when they when they first came out on the creation, uh, I don't remember it was creation kid. club club, yeah. the creation club. Yeah, I instantly just I got that. <laughs> it took me forever to find it, and I eventually had to YouTube the fact like, oh, you have to do a quest to get this. And I yeah. was like, oh, well, I've spent like the last three hours trying to smith this and couldn't even <laughs> find it. And now, all right, yeah, but it, yeah, it's pretty. Cool. Like I don't know why, but like playing it this way made me realize I've never really played Oblivion. Because I only ever really followed the main quest in Oblivion. I couldn't get past the fact that everybody looks like a child, no matter how yeah. old they are. Yeah. But it's like, um, it's just so enjoyable. I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. And uh, there's like I said earlier, there's like there's so many achievements that I don't have. Mm. So once I finally have like the completion is when I'm going to start adding mods. And that's just going to lo- add like a whole new... Like I want to use mods right now just because... I mean, for the simple fact of making everybody look better in the game, yeah. you know, like just the facial. And I mean, you know, I'm not that guy that's like, I don't want ugly ladies in the game, but I don't want ugly ladies in the game. <laughs> no, like all of them just look atrocious. Well, even plus, Lydia. And, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like that's one of the mods that I still have is it's I think it's literally there's one called uh, Beautiful Cities. Yeah. And the same person made one called Beautiful People. Yeah. And it's literally all it does because people. All it does is it just, it takes all the people that everyone talks about saying that they're, they look really nice and actually makes them look nice Mm -hmm. instead of like, you know, big poopy doo-doo sauce. Yeah. Like they normally do. Cause what is up with the hair? (laughs) I know. Like, why does it look like everybody just tried to like flat iron their hair straight out of the shower and burn it? Yeah. Like it looks unnatural. Yeah. And so that's, that's another mod that I still have is like a hair mod because I hate. 
all the in here. And like I have some for like I have a beard with like Viking braids in it. Yeah. And then these like dreads that go in back into this like really <laughs> long ponytail. Like my dude looks straight out of like Norse mythology. Yeah. Like he looks like he killed Odin. My current guy is basically obviously I'm unmodded right now, but yeah. um I named him Jean Valjean after Les Mes. Yeah. Um and I literally have just like Hugh Jackman had at the start of the movie, like the prisoner beard, really mm-hmm. big, scruffy, and then like a like a jagged shaved head. And so I'm kind of keeping like that rugged look. Um and I'm kind of staying true to the character. Um but it's like so enjoyable. It's so enjoyable. It's ridiculous. Um, and I didn't realize how many quests were in the game that I never did, mm-hmm. and how many locations there are that I've never been to. Which is crazy because, I I mean, you already know that I've said this. One of the things with playing with you that frustrates me in like co-op games is you check every nook and cranny for any possible box <laughs> yeah. that you can open. I can't like help we it. played through Diablo. It took forever to clear a dungeon because you'd look in every single room before we'd get to the end. And yeah. just like, I just want to don't, I don't want to miss anything. Yeah. It's like, to be fair, we clear one dungeon and we're walking out with like 20,000 gold. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's not super hard to find gold in that game. Yeah. But it's, I wish it was that easy in Skyrim. I actually find myself not looking for everything now. Like, if it's a new location that I know that I've never been to, then I'll take a look around. Mm. But even, like, quests that I know I've already done, like, I don't check everything like I usually do. I just kind of do the run-through, and, like, I want to get to the content I've never seen before. Mm. And I've never actually... I've done the main storyline, but I've never done the expanded storylines. Mm. I never finished the I like Dawn the Guard. DLCs. I've never finished the Dragonborn. I've done the I've done the Dawn Guard a couple times. I've only done the Dragonborn twice. The first time was my actual playthrough through it the first time and the second time was entirely by accident. Mm-hmm. Like I went to that um island. I already forgot what it's called again. But Solsheim. I, yeah, Solsheim. And I went to the island and I think I just said that wrong, but it doesn't matter. I went to the island and started doing the quest there, and I was looking for a specific armor piece that was during that quest line, and I got so close to the end and was just like, might as well finish it. And a lot of that is just because, I don't know, storyline's fine. Like, I don't, I think it's a good storyline, and when I first played through it, I was like, this is awesome, but it's just not something I want to play over again. It's like one of those things. It's like watching The Office, at least to me. Yeah. It's funny when I watched it the first time, I cringe every time I watch it now the second time. I just can't do it. And mm-hmm. it's the same with that. Now, the Dawn Guard, I've played through. I've never played through on the Dawn Guard side because if you do, it's super short. Yeah. You just you find the vampire lady. You go back and tell the people you resurrected a vampire lady. And then you got to go kill the rest of the vampires. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. You get to make the decision whether you join them or, or not. Yeah. And if you want to actually... I go through the DLC. Your decision, you I don't know because again, I haven't played through the whole thing. But I think your decision to keep the vampires or kill them like affects Serena's opinion towards you or something. Yeah, you can have her as a follower if you, you know, don't kill her whole family, which I've, seems fair. I don't know, but because I've never actually, I realize I never adopted any kids in Skyrim. I never even got married in Skyrim. There's this, like, there's this one kid in White Run that every time she comes up and she asks for a coin, I don't know why, but 
it breaks my heart again every single time. But it's like, <laughs> I and it's when I first start the game and I don't have a house or anything. And I'm just like, I'll adopt you. Do you have a house? No. Oh, okay, bye. And then I'm just like, <laughs> all around me are familiar. <laughs> like, I just get so sad because it's like this kid's an orphan by itself, not even dealing with uh, uh, Gorilla the Kind. Yeah. Which... <laughs> She is not. Grill of the kind. Jeez. That's the first thing I do in every in every new game. I just go and kill her. I just because you know if I want to do the Dark Brotherhood quest, it's there. But then also she's a jerk. I am so proud of myself because I haven't even been to Riften yet. I'm level it's twelve like, and I haven't even set foot in Riften. It's got like the best quests, I think, as far as like town quests. Yeah. Because I mean. The, you start the Dark Brotherhood either there or in Windhelm. Mm-hmm. And, um, or you have to at least go to both to start it. Yeah. Because you know, you, the the Brotherhood won't contact you for killing that lady until either before or after you talk to the kid. Yeah. and um, Or before or after he gives you um, the family heirloom, the little plate thing. Yeah. It's not even worth anything. Yeah. It's like 100 gold maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but... You know, Markarth, you've got the Force One to deal with, and even then, that's interesting. But that's kind of like small town politics, mm-hmm. where it's just like, "Hey, you know the people that we kicked out of the town? Yeah, they actually run this town. Oh, cool." And then you just kill all of them. Yeah. But then it's like I can join the Thieves Guild, and eventually become a Nightingale, and find this dude that we thought was dead but mm-hmm. isn't dead and is yeah. actually trying to, you know, kill all of us or get us framed or thrown <laughs> in prison or whatever. Yeah. You know, you can join the Dark Brotherhood. I don't think there's an actual town quest outside of that. Like, I'm sure there's other little side quests that are not really that big. But Well, as far as I know, you can become a thane of every hold. Yeah. Um, and I didn't even know that. Like, I've never tried. I've never cared to do those no, quests. I don't think anyone has either. But I'm currently a Thane of, like, like Hjalmarch, uh, where, like, Morthal is. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, when I went to her and asked her about it, I had apparently already helped three of the villagers with, with a couple side quests. So she was, like, my Mar- Thane. Morthal is <laughs> just so in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it is. Um, And I only went over there because some of the houses that they added to the game, they're already a marker on your map before you discover them. Mm-hmm. So one of them is called like, I think it's like called Murwatch or something like that. And it's really close to Morthal. So I was like, what is that? Cause I didn't know it was a house, but it's like a mage tower place. I didn't buy it or anything. Um, oh, I cool. just spent some time in Morthal, but also one of the things I realized after becoming thing of Morthal is because I walked around and tried to discover more stuff this time around, I have fought more dragons than I ever have before. Because the main quest line, if you just follow that to the T, you only fight a couple dragons that they want you to fight for yeah. the quests. But I've actually encountered like four dragons just out in the world after going to High Hrothgar and stuff. So before I ever even completed the the, th- the third level of Fusro Da for Unrelenting um, Shout, I already had four dragon souls in my inventory, and I still have four dragon souls in my inventory that I haven't even used for a shout yet because I encountered so many dragons just... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, organically. Yeah. I encountered them organically out in the world 
like without them being tied to any quest. And they're hard when you're by yourself without a follower and you're just like average guy with average gear. It's like they take a while to take down, especially. Yeah, and, the, and the annoying thing about dragons, and it's like you were talking about earlier, trying not to be a stealth archer player. Mm-hmm. It's like, how are you going to kill a dragon without that? Like uh, until you get dragons rend where you can like <laughs> just bring them down from the sky. Yeah. And get them to stay on the ground for a little bit. You can actually hit them with something. Yeah. It's like every time you walk towards them, they fly up. And it's like, I can't throw my sword at you. But at this rate, that's what mm-hmm. I want to do at this point is just yeah. take it and just launch it into the sky and hope <laughs> it hits you. Because I don't have a bow. So it's like, what am I going to do yeah. here? And then you're stuck trying to use mage, you know, like magic and other stuff. And you can't even... <laughs> You can't even hit them because then you realize the range on that is not high enough to hit a dragon out of the sky. Yeah. It's like, well, then what's the point of throwing an icicle if I can't even throw <laughs> it more than 20 feet? This is the truth, man. It's, it's real-world problems trying to take down dragons in Skyrim. <laughs> I think that's the first-world problem if I ever heard one. <laughs> but it's also... It, man, it's just so enjoyable. It's so just ridiculous how much I have enjoyed the anniversary edition and I haven't even like I haven't even fished yet I don't even know how that works um I haven't either but I have like a lot of fishing maps that I've gathered (laughs) because it shows you certain (laughs) spots you can go and fish um but yeah it's just all around it's super fun and I even care like I feel like I have more carry space than I ever have before. Like the carry weight is ridiculous. What you can get, especially with the backpack edition. Um, So even at a low level, I had like 350 weight that I could put on it, which is ridiculous. And now um, I discovered the steed stone, which is like way North of the map by solitude. Mm -hmm. And it makes you have no armor, armor penalty. um, When you're wearing it, it basically costs nothing. Uh, weight wise and it increases your weight capacity by a hundred so now my weight is like 500 i can carry 500 pounds worth of stuff and it's just like um it's crazy oh yeah i mean so that's, fun. Just, that's just what nords do <laughs> that's just what they do they just carry it around all the time for no yeah. reason because if you don't then you know talus will shame you <laughs> <laughs> But then if you tell people that you believe in Talos, then, you know, you get murdered by the Thalmor. Exactly. Exactly. Skyrim problems. (laughs) But I'm also like, um, I mean, the last thing I would say about it is just, I'm, for the first time ever, I want to be a jack of all trades. Mm -hmm. Like, like even in like, I've always played Fallout that way where I didn't want to just follow one path. I wanted to do whatever I wanted at any time. And I never did that in Skyrim. If I was a if I was a, a thief, I would just go all in on thief and never level up anything else. But now I find myself like really thinking before I spend a skill point. Like I yeah. think I've only leveled up my enchanting tree now. I put a couple points in blacksmithing and I have maybe a couple points in one handed for damage. But other than that, I've like I'm so weary of putting a point into something that I'm gonna regret. Because I'm developing my character to, when I want to become the master thief, I can be that. When I want to be the leader of the mages, you know, college, I, I can do that. When I want to be the warrior guy from Whiterun, I can do that. 
So it's like I'm leaving my doors open. I'm not shutting anything out because even though I'm leveling up organically and kind of not slowly, but because the game progresses with you, I never experienced that aspect. Yeah. And like, and I also realized without exploits, I've never leveled a character past level 20. Like with exploits, I've probably been, you know, level 60 or 50 or something. But I've also heard there's so much of the game that changes after like level 65. Because I, I heard that like level 65 is like the cap on mobs in the game, mm. at least a large part of them. But then it's like the legend of the ebony warrior. You don't even meet him until you're like level 65. Mm-hmm. And I've never met him in the game, obviously, because I've never been that far. Yeah. But it's like... I literally have plans to bring this character like and accomplish everything in the game with this guy. And I want to be able to like change my play style at the drop of a hat. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't, I'm not making it to where I, I just mend to that play style. Cause you can be a stealth archer for so long, but like you said, as soon as a dragon comes to the picture, you can't sneak up on a dragon. It's no. basically they spawn and you're in combat. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you could probably hit him as an archer. But. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just like I want to be able to fit my character into all these different scenarios that I've never explored before. Because mm-hmm. even on the times that I've had a character that was like full mage, I felt so weak in so many situations. So it's just like I want to be able to just have that adapt adaptability in my character. And I feel like with the anniversary edition, they've opened so many new avenues for you to be able to do that without feeling like you had to just take this one play style and fit it into this hole. Yeah, and what's what's crazy about Skyrim with at least with this anniversary edition, especially the fact that they're just throwing in all the Creation Club stuff that was there mm-hmm. and just making it a part of the game now. Since the last DLC came out, like everyone was just looking for something new to have with the game and then the last ELC came out and then everyone was just, you know, like, this is what we have. This is how it is. The only way we're going to make new things is to make mods and do all this other stuff. But now that they basically re-released the game with all this stuff in it, it it's the same game. Like it looks the same. It sounds the same. It feels the same, but there's still all this new stuff. It's like you're playing. It's like you're playing through the same game, but Everything is different. Like, it yeah. feels new again. Yeah. Because there's so much more to it. And the world feels so fuller, like I said earlier, because they added all this stuff. Like Yeah, because it, like, one of the things, like, with the carriages, like I was talking earlier, like, you could only go to the holds. And it's like, now you can go to the individual little places in between the holds, which makes playtime quicker because you don't have to, like, ride a horse in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. If you want to go to, like, Rorikstead or something like that. Yeah. But... Man, that dude, that dude, I just thought about the guy in the beginning of the game. He just, just got he, mowed he down. He gets dropped at that same yeah. spot every time. For real. You'd think he'd learn his lesson Nokia by now. of dead. You're not going to catch me, rebels. I'm Archers. Not, yeah, I'm not a rebel. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Every time I, I go through that part now and I see it, yeah. I'm always looking for the guy who says, for the love of Talos, let's get this over already. <laughs> yes. Because he feels like he just appears yeah. out of nowhere. He literally and says, I haven't got all morning. 
And like, he, what he, else are you doing? He today? prophesies his own fate because he gets his head chopped off as soon as he says, "We haven't got all morning." It's like, yeah, fifteen <laughs> seconds later, his head's in a basket. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like you have all day, bud. You're yeah. okay. Which, to be fair, you know, Alduin showed up like shortly after that, yeah. so it's like, well, I guess you didn't really have all all day because he was going to show up regardless. So yeah, but it's also like. It's shocking to see how many people that were at the execution actually survived Helgen with yeah. the absolute devastation and destruction that Alduin wrought. Like, he literally shouts, and there's fire and brimstone raining down from the sky. And you're really telling me that none of those guards and stuff that were there actually died? Like, really, the Imperial leader survived. Everybody else survived. Are you kidding well, me? Well, they weren't, they weren't marked as essential. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that reminds me. There are so many characters that have accidentally died due to circumstances when I'm going through towns and stuff. Like, like for instance, um, you know how like people can put out contracts on you to like the random hired thugs that will try and come and kill you. Yeah, I had that happen in Riverwood when I was chopping wood to try and get some money for my Tundra homestead because you can sell it yeah. to the guy there that works at the mill. You can sell firewood for like five gold a piece or something. Which I'm pretty sure you're basically just chopping his wood anyway. Yes, there are yes. already pre-cut logs that yes. are sitting there. Yeah. So it's He's, like, hey, I'll, <laughs> you know, I'll chop the wood and then sell it back to you. Yeah. <laughs> so I was doing that. That's and video then, game logic. Um, I waited... After I was done, I waited for like 10 hours so that he would appear at the mill so that I could sell to him because, of course, you know, I have 1,500 pounds of firewood on me. So <laughs> um, as soon as my wait is over, um, like I spawn in where I'm at and the hired thugs are there and there's like four of them in like head to toe, like heavy armor and two-handed stuff. And the wife to the guy that runs the mill comes over to try and fight these thugs that are on me and she gets absolutely thwapped and dies in one hit from one of these thugs. And I was like, no. <laughs> because I left Helgen with Hadvar. So, like, you know, Alvor that works the forge, I think he's an essential NPC because he's a blacksmith, but also because I sided with Hadvar and, and he gave me supplies. Alvor gave me supplies yeah. in Riverwood. But the chick that died, I think her name is Gerder. Yeah. She is actually Rayloff's like sister. Yeah. She's the one who sent so you if you go with Rayloff. I think she is essential if you go with Rayloff, but because yeah, yeah. I didn't go with Rayloff, she just no, got No, she's flat. not essential anymore. And her corpse has that's been in the, Riverwood for like 10 days. That's literally the last thing that she does in the entire thing. It's like you should go talk to the Jarl of Whiterun because he can fix all problems and it's like yeah. well, I'm pretty sure he can't. Yeah. Like, he can't even pick what side of the war he's on. <laughs> and then it, I ran into a dragon in Morthal when I was doing some quests there when I was becoming the Thane. Mm -hmm. And then some of the random people I didn't even meet there, like the townspeople, they just died to the dragon's fire breath. And I'm just thinking, like, I used to care if people died. Like, and I was, like, I was like reloading saves, like, no, don't die, you know. Because it's like townspeople, I might miss them. I just don't care anymore. No, like, you can't. <laughs> there are so many townspeople that you think are important that just die, and the game does not change at all. Like no. everything continues. Like I assume maybe there's some side quests with some of these random townspeople that aren't really essential because the side quests aren't essential. Yeah. So I assume there's probably some aspect of the game that's getting cut off by these people dying, but it's also like 
I Plus, can't prevent. There's their not anything you can do about the lady in Riverwood, though. Yeah, she were holding, you know, fifteen hundred pounds. Yeah, of chopped wood. Yeah. Plus, she jumped into the fight. Plus, you don't want to go back to a save and have to rechop fifteen hundred yes. pounds yes. worth. Yes, it takes so long because those are like point one, right? Like point one, and as far as weight. Um, I think are they point, they're. Are they actually every time you point? chop wood, you get two logs, and I think the logs are two pounds a piece. Okay. So it's not like a, a crazy amount, like, but I probably chopped wood in that repeated motion for probably, I would say, 20 to 30 minutes to get that amount. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, because you only get like 8 to 10 logs every time you enter that animation. Yeah. So And then you got to literally yeah. do it over again. Yeah. But I was like really determined, I'm going to get this Tundra homestead, you know. Yeah. Um, so I was like, whatever it takes. And you, you don't have the time to do that. Over again for someone who doesn't actually exist. Exactly. It's like, I'm not yeah. wasting 30 minutes just because your wife doesn't know how to fight. I mean, I got lucky that it was her that died and not her husband who I sell the logs to because that would have been awkward. I don't I don't think he would have died. Probably not. He's got to be essential because I was getting my logs paid for. I always go I always <laughs> go with Rayloff, so I know yeah. I know he can die. Yeah. The the guy over the logs and stuff yeah because sometimes i'll i'll drop them in the saw after, i actually I kill them. i'll drop them in the saw and just watch them go down on the conveyor belt i actually regretted going with hadvar because when i was trying to get the storm cloak um oh so you went with an imperial but then tried yeah to join but then the i had cloaks. to go then i had to go and join the storm cloaks because there's a way that you can get the officer's armor mm-hmm. without going through the whole storm cloak rebellion quest line um it's with that random guy. You've probably done the quest. It's south of Riften on a big mountain. There's this guy that tries to get you to go into these ruins and fight a dragon priest to get the mask for him. Oh, okay, yeah. And whatever faction that you're sided with, he is wearing officer armor of that faction when you meet him. Yeah. And um, he's basically just a guy who lies to people to try and go do his bidding while he just sits outside and does nothing. Um, but because I was on the Imperial side, he was wearing Imperial armor. So I had to go back through, join the Stormcloaks, and then when I approached him after doing a certain amount of the Stormcloak quest line, he was wearing the Stormcloak um, um, captain's armor, which is the bear armor. Yeah. So I actually did had to do a lot of work to get that because because if I would have just went with Rayloft to begin with, then <laughs> I would have just been able to get that armor. Um, but... I mean, that's not really an exploit. That's just what's in the game. But that's the only thing I looked up. Because I was like, um, as soon as I saw there's this, the the officer of Ulfric, his name like Galmar Stonefist, and he wears that bear armor. And that's the first glimpse of it that you get in the game. I don't like that. And man. I was like, can I even get that armor? Because I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so when I looked it up, it's like, yeah, you can get it from this guy if you side with the Stormcloaks. So I was like, all right, I can do this. But I had to backtrack quests just because... And it didn't matter that I went with Hadvar because I didn't do any exploits or try to level up my sneak or anything. I just went through and tried to do it as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but love the game. I think most people go. I think actually, if you're doing a speed run of the game, you go with him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really weird. I don't know if you've ever seen anybody do a speed run of Skyrim, but it's pretty insane. Some of the stuff that they do. Oh yeah. They do like, like super fast, like I think jump like, mountains and stuff. I'm not kidding when I say because they beat. I'm trying to remember what the fastest time was that I saw. It was on Games Done Quick, which is a, a Twitch channel that they do that I kind of stuff on. I just got a suggested video, like this morning, 
for like a minute, uh, for, for like five minutes and nineteen seconds for a speed run of the main quest line. Maybe that's too short though. I'm thinking of another. Right now it's twenty two minutes and fifty eight seconds. When I saw the guy do this, he did it in like thirty five. But the first ten minutes of that is what like. What is it deemed for the speed run? Like every DLC or like. Oh, I, I I don't know. This just oh this just says main quest. All I main must, all main all main quests is forty four, but just the main quest. I don't know what that means. All oh maybe that's DLC. But yeah, they um. I've seen one where they did it quicker than that, um, but for like the first five or ten minutes, their hands were just tied. Like, they didn't get him cut or anything. They jumped out of Helgen and did all this other stuff. <laughs> and then they came back, and when you come back or something at some point in time, like, it glitches and you get your hands free. Wow. But it's literally some nonsense of yeah. just, like, you don't have to kill this, and you don't have to fight that. You can just go here and do this. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> all the wasted years. Yeah. I love Skyrim so much, though. I'm, I'm I, thought honestly, it was so, I thought it was so stupid when it came out. I really did. And when you <laughs> told me you borrowed it from John when you first got I was like, this game's dumb. I'm not going to play it. And then we'd literally be like waking yeah. up at 5 a.m. to beat the yeah. other one to the Xbox. We know liked it. Yeah. We did. That's the only way you could get us to get up early was like tell us that, we, you know, <laughs> we were the first one to get a hold of Skyrim. And whoever had it had it for the day, basically. Yeah. And if someone got up to go to the bathroom, well, you better save. Cause Move the, your feet, lose your cause, seat. Yeah, because I'm about to log you off and log in. It was so fun to. It's still fun to backseat game on that though. Um, but Amanda, she's not really. She doesn't backseat game. She um, she just leaves the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then, if she plays Skyrim, she'll want me to guide her. Mm-hmm. But. She just hasn't had. She doesn't play video games often. She plays yeah, like the. My Switch. wife's the same way. Like she likes GTA, and I could leave her with GTA. She could play it by herself. She'll probably only play for about thirty minutes. Yeah. Um. But in that thirty minutes, she'll get the cops called on her. <laughs> so much. <laughs> and it's like she just got killed by the cops. Her car got impound. She doesn't know how to get it out of impound. So she just goes and starts punching civilians. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Okay, but that's the game. That's like the only game that she really plays with me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I tried to get her to play Far Cry Five, the new one, six. So five, the yeah. one with uh, the uh, Eden's Gate mm-hmm. and all of them, because she saw me playing it towards the end and thought the story was really interesting and kind of watched me play it. And we actually watched a video that was like the movie of the game, so it was all the cutscenes together. And she sat and watched the whole thing with me, mm-hmm. and she was really intrigued by it. So we started to play the game. And that was the moment I realized she's never played a first-person shooter before. She says that she played Halo, and she was good at it. And I think what it was is she used to play some local bot games with her uncle. <laughs> and those bots were uneasy. Yeah. <laughs> because for sure. first-person shooters are not her thing. Yeah. Which, honestly, if I can have third-person in a game, I'd prefer it. But mm-hmm. you know, first-person, I can, I can play it. Yeah. Wives are weird when it comes to games. Yeah, she Amanda will abs- She absolutely refuses to like even try like Sea of Thieves, mm-hmm. and Sea of Thieves is not a shooter game. I mean, there's guns in the game, but it's it's literally a game changing experience when it comes to the actual guns in that game. Mm-hmm. 
because everybody's on the same playing field. Like, there's no attachments. There's no anything. It's either you can aim and shoot or you can't, you know. So, but I use the sword most of the time in Sea of Thieves anyway. So, plus, it's like, I don't know. She just frustrates me in that aspect because it's like, I'm good at the game. Mm -hmm. I can teach you. We never have to fight enemy players because we could just run, we could yeah. just sail away. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I think I just have to accept the fact that um, she doesn't really care about the games that I like at all. No, my, my yeah, my wife's the same way. My wife doesn't like Star Wars, and that tells you a lot because I love Star Wars. Oh my god, she doesn't, and that's you know that's something we have to work out. But it is what it is. That's a. Uh... That's you another know. podcast right there. She, she, <laughs> she made me watch almost every season of Dance Moms, but I can't get her through one Star Wars movie before she's like, nah, I'm done. To be fair, we start in chronological order, and I can understand someone tapping out in episode one. <laughs> um, I mean, if I'm totally honest about the Star Wars universe, I never got it mm -hmm. to the extent that like you and Uncle James got it. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a, he's a Trekkie. I, I but always liked it, but I wasn't like in love with it. But I leaned on my keys. I was like, "Why is my car going up?" <laughs> I was like, "Is somebody honking at us?" <laughs> um, but I never really like appreciated it. Like, and I've still to this day have not seen the original movies. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know a lot about them because. I would say about a month ago, it started my YouTube descent into Star Wars lore videos. Mm -hmm. And it just started with like simple videos talking about the colors of the lightsabers and powerful Siths from lore and Jedis from lore and this kind of thing. And I realized how little the universe is seen in the films. Yeah. Because I've never read anything about Star Wars either. Because I was always, you know, like, I was convinced that, like, I was just a Lord of the Rings fan forever. And, like, Star Wars, I could never get into that. But it's because that's one of the main reasons why I'm such a big, like, Lord of the Rings fan is because I love the lore. Yeah. And I love J.R. Tolkien's world. Um, but after a month periodically going to this descent of Star Wars videos about the lore, I'm like... I really like Star Wars. I, I maybe even love Star Wars, <laughs> but there's like, there's still so much of the universe that I don't know anything about. And some stuff that's just like so questionable to me. Like I just watched a video on the Sith's rule of two and how the old Sith way used to be and all this crazy stuff. And I'm just like, Whoa, yeah, it's like crazy. a full fledged empire. That's what yeah. my tattoo is, is the Sith empire logo. Yeah. Because that's that's like, what you play in in the Swator games. Yeah. And uh, honestly, playing those games And that's why I couldn't me, get into those games is because I just didn't know enough about the universe. Well, it, it shows me how mess. little I knew about it, playing yeah. those games. Because I'll go to plays like Nar Shaddaa, and Nar Shaddaa is basically, if Vegas was a planet, <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. Like, it is Sin City up, like into your nostrils and out the back of your throat. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's something else. <laughs> it really is. It's every time you have to deal with somebody in a cartel, that's where you're going and it's always bad. And everybody thinks that they're better than everybody there. 
And then you have to be, because I play a Sith Lord, it's like you have to go there and like force choke everybody out because, you know, they can't backtalk me. They're not allowed yeah. to. If I'm playing a Jedi, I have to be nice. And then it usually ends in fighting anyways, but I at least warned them the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Sith Lord, I just come in the door choking people out. It's like, yeah. I don't ask questions. It's just like, you said something to me on a holocron and I did not like it. So now you're dead. But that game bring, brings out the worst to me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> The other day, I was, I was literally trying to just walk through, and this this is an issue with any sort of, you know, MMORPG where you're just trying to walk through the world and you keep catching mobs. Yeah. And this dude, I thought I got past him, and I didn't, and he shot me, and it knocked me off my mount. And I was just like, that's it. Call your mother. Tell her you're dead. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm killing this I'm killing this man, and then I'm going to go to his house, and I'm going to kill his dog. And I'm going to kill, like, I was getting so mad. Yeah. And it's like, there are, it's like, there are repercussions for your, for your actions. There are consequences <laughs> with your decisions. And my wife literally from the kitchen is like, are you good? It's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm killing a Jedi. I'm good. <laughs> and it was literally just some, some Jedi with some Republic guys. Cause I was playing like an Imperial spy. Yeah. Character. I don't think he's a spy. I think he's an eight. It's called an agent, but you're basically, you're, you have to, your first mission is literally like infiltrating a hut cartel to um, try to get them to join the empire by basically doing a lot of good jobs, getting on their good side. And then like, man, maybe we should join the empire. (laughs) And then they're like, maybe you're right. And then you leave and that's it. It's like, why couldn't I just come as a representative of the empire and say, Hey, I'll do all these things for you. If you join us, it's like, no, I have to do this, then suggest it and hope he says yes. And if he says no, then I shoot him. Like, why do I have to sneak in to do that? But, I don't know. But yeah, that, that that game's a lot of fun. It's it's pr- right now. It's probably uh, the game I'm enjoying the most playing, other than Skyrim. But Skyrim's just always going to be on my list. Yeah. Like I think actually it was a year ago I posted a list and it was like my top five favorite games, and Skyrim's in the top five for sure. Um, at the time I had just finished Cyberpunk. And I I loved the story of it. I still have not played Cyberpunk. I totally forgot that it existed until you I, just said that. I I love it. I mean, it's definitely got some issues, but I I came. You should I, you should just game share it with me. I didn't. Well, there's a lot of glitches <laughs> and nonsense, and like literally 15 minutes into playing the game the first time, I'm driving down the road, and all of a sudden my car just flies up in the air. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of random stuff like that. That's like. Sometimes you have to restart a mission because there's some sort of glitch or something that messes things up and mm-hmm. you have to play the whole mission again. Yeah. But one of the things in this game is brain dances, which is basically you can access, um, you can put some, everybody's got these augmentations of digital stuff and like electronics in their head and all these things. And you can actually put in a chip that will record whatever it is you're about to do. And then it's called a brain dance because you can take that and put it in somebody else's head and they can live through that same event. So like some underbellies of society use that for like pornographic reasons. Some mm-hmm. people make, you know, like snuff films and like literally kill people and stuff. And then people yeah. get to put it in their head and get the feeling of like, like there's a lot of bad things that people use this for. And then there's the good reasons for it, which is like, you know, undercover cops and stuff like that can put it in their head and go undercover and then they record the whole situation and then they can send it back. And you actually use this throughout the game, 
But when you look at it from that perspective and you say, oh, this is something that can happen. This is a world where everything is basically run by technology. People are more like robots than they are people now. Then I'm like, of course there are glitches. Like computers have glitches. People will have glitches. Yeah. And if I look at this the perspective of I'm watching a brain dance of this character, there could be some glitches in a recording of something. Yeah. And that was like my weird mentality that got me through all of the the mess ups and the stupid stuff that would happen. It's like I'm basically playing this dude's life in a video game is how I looked yeah. at it. And it's only possible because of this technology. Yeah. And so video games have problems. Of course, this would have problems. And it actually, to me, added to the immersion of the game. Plus, it's got Keanu Reeves as like a really cool rocker dude who's like in your head, <laughs> like trying to take over your body yeah. and your mind. And it's like, all right, that's, you know, it's basically if you had an imaginary <laughs> friend and your imaginary friend was Keanu Reeves. And it's like, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool friend. Yeah. But it was, it was also a good story. But yeah, it's a good one. So it's it was on the top of my list at the time. It's kind of dropped down, but it's still in the top five. I replayed it not too long ago. I say not too long ago, but it was earlier this year. Yeah. And Skyrim, I just, it's a guilty pleasure game. I can play it all the time. <laughs> like it's a game that even if I don't want to play it, I could open it up and probably, you know, play an hour or two of it. And yeah. Not feel like I wasted my time. I probably did. Because, you know, I could play something that I'd want to play, but it's like I could, I could do it and be happy about it. It is a great game. It is. It's got to be good if we sat here and talked for almost an hour and twenty minutes about it. <laughs> you better believe it, Buckaroo. Yeah. Point being is that if you've never played Skyrim in your life because you live under a rock or you're not an actual gamer, or just a weird person, you should go play it. And definitely not sponsored, but get the Anniversary Edition, because that's pretty much the only edition that's available right now. Yeah, it's lit. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's lit, fam. Yeah. 